Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, Truth Seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, your expert authority coach, getting you and your business the attention you deserve. And I am super happy today because I have a very extra special guest who is the CEO uh, and co-founder of Thig Pro. She is also a balance and relationship advisor and coming to us from America, Nikita Ren Thigpen. Welcome. We're all, we're both, well, if people are watching this on YouTube and they should, we're mm-hmm. both dressed like we're ready to go to the North Pole. That's right. Because <laughs> we don't like to be cold. <laughs> I detest being cold. I, I vie for comfortable. That's the one time I vie for comfortable is in my skin. <laughs> right on. Well, well, and it's good that you state exactly how you want to be. And and we're going to get in, into that today. But um, I said you were the CEO and co-founder of ThigPro. Can you expand upon that? Because people are going, what's a ThigPro? I know. Fun, fun story. So our, our legal parent company name is my last name, right? ThigPen. So it's ThigPen's Professionals LLC. And our business this May will be 12 years old on the 17th. Congratulations. And thank you. And no one could say our name. They're like, that was the reality of it. They would literally either say TP, which could be, you know, considered <laughs> appropriation of some levels because I am not Native American, or they would say ThigPro. So we just stuck with ThigPro and we expanded it to say what it means, which is the Balance and Relationship Management Institute. We work with power couples and potent humans, helping them to create deeper intimacy, build a stronger family so they can create new multi-generational imprints from their self-actualized wholeness. So we do a lot under the gauze of personal development. I love that. And I love the fact too, that you, you work with couples mm-hmm. um, and we're going to dive into the, to um, being a potent human, which I just love. Yes. That's so juicy, that whole, that whole uh, terminology. But I do like that you also work with couples because so much of our journey in life is just like that one per, you know, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And she's got to do this. And she's Come got on. to do that. Right. And mm-hmm. so we're in many ways, you can go in different directions yeah. and we're, we're, um, we're on a little sailboat and we all, we need all hands on deck and we need all hands on deck to know which way we're going. Right. That's <laughs> so right. I really love that. So it's empowering uh, couples as well. Relationships. Yeah. It's it's super important. So a long time ago, I feel like it was almost 10 years ago, um, the one time my husband came out with me and we're 29 years deep in this, y'all. So, you know, we, we deal with the ebb and flow of <laughs> the energy that comes. I was uh, speaking at a Black Love Conference at University of Pennsylvania and out, out here in Philadelphia in America. And inside the conference, my husband was like, you know, being a good champion, good cheerleader, taking photos, videos, all the things. It was a a room where people were literally standing on the walls because we didn't have enough seats. And the topic was about being passing ships because so many couples could 
really relate to when you love your human, you love your person that's with you, but you feel disconnected because of schedules, because of different work rest styles. When you're coming up with your energy, the other person is sleepy and is like, please leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me because of whatever is going on. And you start to feel like there's this big chasm that's coming up in between your relationship where one or both of you are going to be sucked into and lost forever. And it doesn't have to be that way. So a lot of our work with, with these potent humans who make up the the power couples is really at meeting them at the intersection of work-life balance and sustainable business, because most of them are entrepreneurs, founders. Some are career achievers, you know, in a corporate environment, but most of our couples are actually founders and entrepreneurs. And we want to meet them at that intersection where they're trying to sustain, they're trying to have work-life balance for themselves selfishly, like so they can have space for themselves, their mental health and fulfilling relationships. So that kind of four layer quadrant is where we thrive in helping people. And I will say as the first partaker of all of these layers of drama, it was because that was the place that we needed the most support in the earlier stages of our marriage as well. Well, that and that makes some of the best coaches as well mm-hmm. is, is is the person that's going through. I know, you know, my coaching is taking solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, authors, and getting their brand out, getting the brand being them, mm-hmm. getting them out, getting them on video, getting them um, uh, creating content, creating, creating those videos, creating, getting podcasts together, all that stuff, getting yeah. the word out into the world of who they are and their majesty and their wisdom. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was in radio for 20 plus years. And so mm-hmm. I was very comfortable not being on camera. I was very comfortable not having anybody know what I looked like, or, mm-hmm. and it was just the voice. It was just Christy. I'm fine with the voice. And then I had to, for my business, because I was transitioning, from yeah. being an employee to being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, a coach, I had to get on video. And yeah. it was a bit uncomfortable in the beginning because I was like, well, no, I don't want to do this. But yet, once I took that leap, it was the best thing. And so now I'm able to talk to those people who are scared to be on camera, mm-hmm. scared to show up and say, you know, I went through the same thing. I've experienced the same thing and and sometimes you could be a more impactful coach when you have gone through that so you can relate to your clients as opposed to having with you guys as opposed to having this super great relation no no problems everything's groovy (laughs) right (laughs) right what a dream right (laughs) i know know. for most people who've been together longer than a minute (laughs) yeah want to have some roller coaster but i hear your point and i agree you know there's the credential side like i am a trauma specialist clinician psychotherapist relationship expert by background before i even got into coaching and strategizing and consulting and i kind of held that as balance and relationship because I use all of those tools and so many more. But the thing that honestly, all of those credentials, yay me, awesome, lots of money spent, lots of tears, staying up late at night for the papers, right? <laughs> yes. All of it, the, clin- yeah. the clinicals. But what really makes me uh, totally connect to the clients that I attract is my honesty. I mm, will tell on mm, myself in a heartbeat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. And I don't judge because of that. That doesn't mean I won't separate and say, well, let me hold you accountable 
for yeah. this yeah. way of being that is not empowering or edifying to your forever lover is what we call your person, you know, but it also means that let's girl, if you've been through some stuff, I hear you. I understand you wanted to stab him in the neck. I get it. <laughs> we're not, we're, right. we're not going to do that. I want you to stay out of jail, right? <laughs> and really support you with the tools and things that you need so that you can not just survive in this relationship, but feel like you're creating, not just feel, but actually be creating this amplified intimacy and relationship bliss. Because, you know, if you're happy... Your orgasms are better. Your innovation is higher. Your creativity is flowing and you are a better leader, a better servant, a better everything. But it starts with you having a good relationship with yourself. So that's really where the deep work comes in. Oh, yes. You nailed it on the head there because so much as we we tend to look for those things outside of ourselves. And what what the best gift, I believe the best gift you could give your your partner, your wife, your spouse is um, is a happy you. Yes. Because that person, you cannot put that on that person or anybody Mm -hmm. uh, to make you happy. You know, you need to be whole and happy in yourself because that's the most beautiful gift that you can give anybody. And I really like, I I love the fact that you have that, that background in, um, in, in therapy and, and, Mm -hmm. and trauma, because Mm -hmm. let's be honest so much that affects relationships, but and not just relationships like in, in couples, but also people's own trajectory as in success as, yes. um, as an entrepreneur are those traumas, those early childhood traumas most of the time um, that happen to us and really can muck us up, can hold us back. You want to talk and about that does. a little bit? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Like we could mic drop that moment and in the show right there because it's it's We're done. true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It is true. There's so many early scripts that we all have as humans with breath in our body. You have scripts from your third trimester of being in your mother's womb, whoever that mother was for you that carried you, all the way through somewhere between seven and nine years old. You were absorbing a lot of things that didn't belong to you both through the good intention of the guardians that tried to pour into you, as well as their trauma, their dysfunction. Epigenetics teaches us that there is at least 14 years of generational trauma in your cells before you are born. 14 years. You haven't even taken a breath and you got all that ancestral stuff sitting in there. And that's just what the science tells us now. It could go back much, much further than that. So when you have this beautiful human coming out and having to absorb the fussing, the cussing, the car crashes, the anxiety, the stress, the good stress of fantastic environments of possibility where people don't know how to balance their emotions and they're high strung or they're swinging in their moods. All of those things, little people absorb and they start to create stories around it. And that story says, well, my parents don't love me. They don't want me. I'm not enough. That's why they work two jobs. Now, the reality is your parents are probably working to to keep you food, water, shelter, all the things. And I'm not talking about the extreme toxic parents. And I'm not talking about the extreme one percenters. Yeah, every day, every day. Yeah, every everyday folks. But kids absorb it as different things. And then 
the actual behavior of their environment, the neighborhood friend, the coach that says they're too fat to be on the team, the dance instructor that overly criticizes their shape. All of those things, whether it was meant for the good intention of shaping you up and getting you to succeed in life as a little person or not, they start to embed those early scripts as some form of truth even if that wasn't the context that it was really meant to be in. And so we start to date people that resemble the coach that was degrading or the neighbor kid who was inappropriate, but you didn't really know what was happening because you thought they they liked you, but they were really grooming you for something else. Like all of those things start to be embedded in our world of what we perceive as reality and we make it true and we start creating these expectations that I call expired that aren't serving us. Maybe it it let you be a survivor in the street. Maybe it helped you get through school. Maybe it helped you fight off the bullies. Like maybe it helped you at one point, but in entrepreneurship as a founder, it is not serving you, not in that same way. So you don't have to be ashamed of your survivor skills and whatever those scripts were, but you do have to recognize them and have some really good self-awareness, which was to your point. So you can start to actualize a new chapter, a new version of yourself. Michelle Obama would say, you know, becoming yourself. Like, who do you want to evolve into? And it starts with you recognizing that there's something that needs to evolve in the first place. Oh, yeah. And and recognizing those stories that you do have, Mm -hmm. you know, um, those those moments on the playground that, you know, you might have think thought, oh, that that was just a, you know, a a kid behaving a certain way towards me. But it it actually that story that you have in your head of not trusting people because that little kid on the playground did whatever X, Y, Z. That's right. They're very strong powerful stories that stick with us and and they could be in our subconscious because of course consciously we're like of course i want to be successful of course i want to be a gazillionaire of course i want (laughs) to have you know a thriving business or or a wonderful relationship but it's those little those things that have happened to us that are in the subconscious and and in our in our strong moments and our weak moments doesn't matter there's sometimes those little things come oh remember you can't trust people or oh remember you're not worth it. You're not worthy. You're, you're, you know, all those things, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Literally 95, 95% of our thoughts are from our subconscious. It's all coming from that space for the people who can, because there's a small percentage of people who don't hear the thinking, but for the people, most people hear the 60 to 80,000 words that we're running through in a day. That's a lot of conversation. That's a lot of second guessing. That's a lot of negative negativity that's coming up. This what we call negativity bias, where you could have a hundred people compliment you, but one person shades you and you mm-hmm. zoom, like zoom in on the, the negative. And that's the thing that plagues you for the rest of the hour, the day, the week yeah. or the month, even yeah. though a hundred people were like, Yes, you're going to be a gazillionaire. You're going to be incredible. But that one person that was like, mm, it's not a word, right? Like, it's not a thing. Because right. they couldn't step into, you talk about out of the box a lot, you know, that breaking of the box and breaking of those limitations and conventional wisdom that says you have to do A before B before C. Who said that? Why do we have to do it in that order? Why can't we say, you know what, I want to start at T? 
because T feels like me. T mm -hmm. feels really good. T yeah. feels like gazillion to me. Like, why can't I? Why do I have to start with, let me make $2,000? You can lean into whatever you want to. Now, having a guide, a coach, an advisor can help you strategize to get to that mission plan of gazillionaire that you want. So of course yeah. we want to put some blueprint in place, but it starts with you dreaming. Everything starts with a dream. And so many people want to hold us to this box. Oh, I remember Christine when you were 15 and you were this. So they can't see the power that you are now, or they will constantly try to remind you of your past. I know somebody listening to this is thinking that same thing. There are people who don't want to celebrate you because they want you to stay where they remember you. Oh, snap. Yes, that is absolutely true. Also, it keeps them more comfortable. Come on. Right? Was it Jenny mm -hmm. from the block? It's like, it's like no, 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 we want to keep you down down here. See, there's a, there's a, there was a big culture shock that I had when I moved from America to Australia. Mm -hmm. And see, in America, in America, in America, <laughs> we had this even though we've got our sh fair share of a lot of problems. I mean, school shootings, all kind of violence, all kind of crazy stuff, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But we have, from the moment we're little, we're told you can do anything. Now, not in all families, of course. There are right, families right. that are, are very dysfunctional and, you know, not good. But mm -hmm. the, the zeitgeist of, of, of the United States is... yeah. You can do anything. You can empower yourself to do anything. You can mm -hmm. be super poor and then grow up to be, you know, whatever, president of the United States or CEO of some company. Or mm -hmm. um, There's more entrepreneurs and biz brilliant business minds in America because as young children, we're told you yeah. can become anything. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can do anything. And we celebrate that, right? We do. Yeah. We, in culture, we celebrate that. Mm -hmm. in entertainment and all that stuff. And in Australia, the thing is, is it's starting to change. It's starting mm -hmm. to change. But the thing is, is that it's called tall poppy syndrome. Now don't be too tall. Mm. Don't, 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 don't be too flashy. Don't, don't say how great you are mm -hmm. because that's being obnoxious. That's being, right. um, uh, you know, too grandiose. Yeah. So the, the the tall poppies got lopped off. <laughs> so so stay in your lane. That's what it was. That's what it is. It's more stay in your lane. Now it's starting to change. Yeah. Because there are more um more migrants, more people coming in and and bringing that in, and they can see the outside world as well. Right. We have access that now. Big, that was a big culture <laughs> shock for me because I was like, wait a second, what? So I'm here saying, you know what? I'm really good at what I do. Yes. I was at a meeting. I was at a networking meeting the other day and I remember everybody was, they're all Aussies. And, um, and I just said, cause you have to go around for like 30 seconds and you just say your message of the day. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you know what? I'm really good at what I do. And I said, and you are too. And they all felt so uncomfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. They were like, well, uh, well, uh, like, well, quite confident you know like, like I said, yes, because mm -hmm. I know what I, now will I work on my car no I'll hire a mechanic for that right would I would I give therapy and consultation to someone who's who's had a rough time of it who's who's had trauma or has it having relationship problems no I'd send them to you Nikita mm -hmm. thank you <laughs> but but what I do I know mm -hmm. I'm really good at it
Right. And so, um, so we're working on, we're getting Australia there. It's slowly but surely through the few people that I meet that you can claim your greatness. Yeah. Claim it. And you should claim your greatness because as a business owner or an entrepreneur or a coach, you want to be a life coach. If you're not saying how good you are at what you do, who's going to give you money? Yeah. Who's going to trust you? Who is going to trust you? Exactly. Because it's all based on trust. Absolutely. I mean, if you feel meek and moderate about your expertise, whatever it is, like you said, a mechanic, um, I'm not sure I want to trust my my only vehicle, my only way to get to work or to drive my kids or to take myself to doctor's appointments with someone who's like, oh, I think I can. Right. (laughs) You really want to lean into the creating your own lane to your point of, you know, staying your lane, which is the hyperculture for Aussies where they what their foundation was is create your own lane. There's um, a a woman who's pretty amazing named Catherine Port for it, who's an Aussie. And she talks about, and it was a little shocking to me the first time I heard it too. She said, um, your arrogance is accepted here. In fact, it is mandated. And she doesn't mean it from the textbook, like, you know, be e- in your ego that way, but it's very much like you said, walk in a room and own who you are. Be okay with saying, you know what? I'm the number one balance and relationship advisor in the world. And and be okay with it. One, because you could back it up. You should have the skills. You could, should continue to sharpen your mastery and invest in yourself just the way we want clients to invest in us. We invest in ourselves to be the, t- the top of the top. But it's important to own it and not feel like it's bad. It's also why I say things like be intentionally selfish. I know the majority of the world, 90 plus percent people say, oh, selfish, I would never be. And I'm like, okay, because the dictionary told you it was bad because someone got it into the lexicon and that's what you thought it was, was it's bad, it's not good, it's egotistical. By conventional wisdom, which is patriarchal, yes, it is not good. But when you're intentionally selfish, you have spaciousness now for you, for you to forgive yourself for you to shake free of shame, for you to have room for real gratitude and not the superficial kind that your friends would say, oh yeah, we have to be grateful, which is also cold for play small. It's a, the space for you to imagine what next chapter you want to open. You know what? I was in radio for two decades. Now I want to open up and help people in a different way to create a ripple. Like That is the spaciousness you need and you can't do it when you're occupied by other people's expectations and those scripts that keep you anchored to someone else's lack of dreaming. Mm, Oh, that's so true. And especially also in bringing it back into relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, you might be in a relationship with someone and hopefully you're in a relationship with someone who encourages you to be all that, to encourages you to be as big as you want to be and, and shine bright. But mm-hmm. there are those that are in relationships that are like, again, like in us, they're like, like, like the boyfriend or the husband or, or the girlfriend is like mm-hmm. Australia. And they're like, don't shine too much. No, 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 no. And that I think that also comes from their own insecurities, because yeah. if you're shining all bright, mm-hmm. I'm not I maybe I don't feel as bright as you mm-hmm. and people are going to notice that. Or mm-hmm. if you shine too bright, somebody's going to take you from me. Right. Which is their own insecurity, right? Yeah. And that to me is a theft of someone's greatness. That's a theft because I've seen way too many times, especially mm-hmm. women who have 
dulled their shine, who have dimmed their shine, who have covered their brilliance and brightness yeah. because they needed to play small so that the husband, the boyfriend, whatever could feel big. Yeah. And a lot of that is because they're under the umbrella thoughts of, you know, the gooeyness that comes in the first somewhere between 30 days and maybe 18 months of relationships where people say things that feel really juicy, like, I need you in my life. I'm so glad you're here, right? Like they they lean into it. And for, what is this? July will be literally 29 years together. And my husband and I have been friends since we were 13. We've known each other a really, really long time, way before we started actually officially grown up dating and all the things. I have never said, I need you. And he has never said, I need you back. We have agreed to want each other. And that makes the difference. I am amazing all by myself. Mm, now he, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, now he absolutely yes. <laughs> amplifies me. He supports me. He makes me all juicy and makes me want to jump off, you know, the heights of the world. But I'm totally fine by myself, as is he. So it's not a shade to your partner, your forever lover, that they can't be as great without you. Yes, they can. It might be a different road. It might take them more time. They might need different supports, whatever. But they will get wherever their purpose to go. You should be helping them to amplify their greatness. They shouldn't be depending on you to make them great and vice versa. That's a heavy burden for someone to feel like they're saving someone. I'm saving you from a mundane life unless I give you all of my life. That's how fair is that? How do you have kids or neighbors or, you know, dogs, puppies and frogs that can look up to you if you are playing in this very bound position where your brilliance is completely dimmed and almost snuffed out because you want to maintain quote unquote hashtag relationship goals, which aren't relationship goals. Those are archaic ideals of what love should be when love should really just take you to the moon, but you're not depending on it for your nutrition. It shouldn't nourish you. It should absolutely just give you extra like dessert. I had all my food. I I gave myself my food. I gave myself my hydration with whatever my spiritual needs, my education needs, my business needs, my impact needs. I did it for myself. But then you came and you were like chocolate sauce, right? Like you were (laughs) something extra that was delicious and yummy. And I'm so glad that I have you, but I don't need you. And that makes a completely different perspective for how you walk in and how you stay in any very healthy, blissful relationship. And also how you leave. Absolutely. Because we have so many of the needy relationships in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, separation, divorce is a bloody battlefield. I mean, they've written movies on it and, and you've witnessed it in your own lifetime with people just you know maybe it might be your own parents or it might be someone yes. else's parents but you know uh i i i have a, a dear friend of mine who um was married to a very famous person mm-hmm. and they had beautiful kids together and then when it was time for them to because they decided that they needed to separate divorce mm-hmm. they did it in such a way that it was a celebration of what they've had mm-hmm. and on the family that they grew and mm-hmm. all of that. And they did it in such a healthy way yeah. that now they're still in each other's lives, 
the kids there's the kids didn't have all the trauma that comes mm-hmm. with it and the children were witnessing and this is very important because the way that you also you and your husband how you behave how you don't need each other but you mm-hmm. you bring out the best you support each other your that chocolate sauce that added that's chocolate right. sauce mm-hmm. that's the best thing you can do for your children yeah. if you have children or you don't <laughs> but, yeah. but but to for them to witness how a healthy relationship is. So when they go out in the world and they see something that's different, they can go, hey, 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 that's not healthy. The way you're trying to put me in a box, right? Or treating me. They get to see a healthy relationship. And then whatever happens, if you stay together till you're 150, it's all good. But if you do, if something happens, if one dies, Mm -hmm. if, if a partner dies, sometimes the other person goes right after them because their whole world was that person. And of That's course right. it's, it would be horrific for me to lose my wife. Uh, Absolutely. I'd be devastated. Absolutely. But when your children see how you are individuals and strong individuals on, uh, on your own, that gives them the impetus to also be a strong individual and not need that person. I don't need that boyfriend to, to make me feel like I'm loved incomplete or that mm-hmm. baby right? <laughs> i don't Come need on. that baby to make me feel like i'm loved right so they're making good decisions from that as well that's awesome you are you yeah. you should be a you should be like a fan are you family counselor too family <laughs> it's all a part of my background <laughs> okay okay it's all oh. a part what you what you're talking about christine is conscious uncou- uncoupling which yes. is yes a, a newer way of processing a healthy departure which i wish that my parents had did because god knows it was the traditional messy yucky you know <laughs> all of the things that absolutely imprinted on me in a different way and i had to do years of therapy and spiritual counseling and coaching and advising and mentoring and the gathering of the women's souls to pray over me and Right. Like to help me not recreate, recreate those patterns or what we would call generational curses and needing to do that. And one of the proudest, it was a hilarious moment, but a proud mama bear moment that I had. My youngest is 22 and she's graduating literally in a hot second, like this month. And when she was a freshman in college, uh, her boyfriend had also went to the same school. And I remember (laughs) me just checking in like, you know, how's so-and-so? How's he doing? She's like, I don't know. I told him to give me some space. And I was like, what? Y'all only been, in, y'all only been on campus for, you know, a hot second, like a semester. And I was like, what's going on? Because he's a very, very good human. He really is. Um, young, creative, all of it. And she said, well, he kept wanting me to text every time I got back from the cafeteria or the library of study. And I just told him, my daddy don't need to know where my whereabouts are every two seconds. So if my father doesn't need to know, you don't need to know. And I was very proud at her agency, her sense of self, her sense of understanding. Yes, somebody might think that's cute, that you want to know where you are. And I just want to make sure you're all right and want to protect you. And she was like four foot 10, 110 pounds soaking wet. I am good because my parents have made sure that I can handle myself out here in these streets. Okay. And she was very clear about that. And as much as I, you know, try not to laugh on the phone when she was telling me, but I was so mama bear proud of her ability to see 
I know what a good, healthy relationship looks like. And my dad is not stalking my mom, right? Like, so you will not be stalking me. (laughs) It's not cute. (laughs) The codependency is not cute. And I really, I value it. And I wish so many other families could give that to whoever Mm. is in their ecosystem, birthed children or not. Yeah. Oh, that is a proud mama moment. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, love that. I was proud. <laughs> I do love that. Oh my gosh, Nikita, I could talk to you forever and ever and ever. Um, please come back on the show. You're you're welcome to come back anytime. Don't tempt me with a good time. I will. I will. And and if you've got anything that's going on, you want to let people know about. Um, well, tell people how how they can find out more about you and 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 get involved in some of the beautiful juicy programs that you have for for couples, but also for individuals as well. Yes, those potent humans who we love so much. I think the easiest place for people to go is our key website, which is that fun word, ThigPro, T-H-I-G-P-R-O.com. That's where the Balance Bully podcast is. Christina and I were talking about the new show, The Lazy Overachiever, that's coming out. All of those things, including information about our incubator and courses and such, are all on ThigPro.com, as well as the updates. Everything that we do, we update right there on that site. Beautiful. Absolutely Thank beautiful. You. And I'll make sure I put, I'll put the link so that people don't have to stop what they're doing at the moment, but they can check in the uh, show notes. There'll be a, a direct link to that. And then Nikita, if you send me the, um, the links to your podcast, we'll, we'll promote yes. those as well. Get those out Thank there you. as well. And it is a, it's a great name for that, for that new podcast that you're creating. I think that's Thank quite you. clever. <laughs> We're going to have a gazillionaire on there, by the way. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, now we've got to, I've got to create a podcast called gazillionaire. All right. Mm-hmm. I've already got two. Might as well have three, <laughs> three, you know, three things, good things come in three, as they that's say. That's right. That's balance. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Nikita, uh, again, for joining me today. We will put the the website on the show notes. That's thigpro.com. And I want to thank you, beautiful listeners. Um, uh, We're getting getting feedback from people that are uh, listening to us in Italy and, of course, here in Australia and the UK. So thank you so much for sharing the show. If you got something out of it, or if you think someone you love could get something out of this conversation that we've been having, please make sure you share the show, either if it's the um, the podcast link so people somebody can listen to it, or if it's the video link from YouTube, please do share. This is does nobody any good if you just keep it all to your juicy self, right? So make sure you share it. If you want more information about the podcast, about my coaching program, about my gazillionaire people that are watching on YouTube, they can see I got a gazillionaire beanie. These are available in my store uh, at christineblasdale.com. It has nothing to do with my coaching business. I just like creating cool, weird stuff. So if you want to get some cool, weird stuff, you can go to my store at christineblasdale.com. I'll put the link in there. I'll put a link to the direct link for the, the gazillionaire beanie. Um, because people are going to want it. But thank you again. And as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. <laughs>